the local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. Tomorrow night, big night. You're for, pumped about this I'm one, aren't you, Daniel? Very excited. Lee? Very excited. The Prince Inc. Southwest Slammers in action tomorrow night. They're taking on the Kalamunda Eastern Suns. Women's team had a very, very tight win last week. They won literally on the buzzer against the Rockingham Flames. We've talked plenty about the men and how it's just not been their season. But this. It's all about the change, I gather. Could very well change right here, right now. There is a man mountain. There is a beast. If you know Game of Thrones, this is like um, Sandor Clegane all of a sudden taking to the park. There you right go now. again. I know. Well, just, you know, <laughs> those people that did watch Game of Thrones. This man is going to be an absolute superstar. He is 6'10. He is 290 pounds. It's about 132 kgs, maybe a little bit less than that since the flight. Uh, but he has arrived in the Southwest. His name is Terrell Carter, and he's with us right now. Terrell, very good afternoon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing? Doing very well. Um, how was it coming from the United States getting to Australia? Because obviously it's a very long flight and it's a very quick turnaround from being told you're going to be in the side and now you're going to be playing. Yeah, um, it wasn't that bad. Actually, I was very happy to be able to sleep too long flights. So I, I would say I took about three segments of sleep, about four hours each, and I was here. I was in New Zealand and I just had um, a quick little rest for five hours and then I was back on, I was here, so um, it wasn't too bad. I wasn't really, you know, worried about it. How'd they go, mate? Did they fly your business class so you could stretch out and have a bit of a spell? I was, but I didn't get lucky because people felt bad for me, so I got a whole hole to myself. Oh! Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I call luck. If you can get a whole row to yourself, you know that you have absolutely lucked in. Have you ever had that happen to you before, Crony? You've got a row to yourself? No? Yeah, no. Uh, when we no, flew to no. LA, it was all right. Oh, nice. Excellent. I was going to say, I remember coming back from Rio from the Olympics and managed to get a row to myself, and it was the greatest thing in the world. You look around, you just go, oh, this is the life, and you stretch out, and everything's all good. Hey, Terrell, um, <laughs> coming from the United States and obviously playing continual basketball all the time to coming to Australia, where you're going to be playing just you know once a week, maybe maybe a twice a week, um, how's that going to be for you? Because, I mean, obviously you'll train a bit, but... Is that a sort of thing you have to try and just come to terms with, just playing the odd odd time, every, you know, every week? Uh, oh, not really. I think that's actually good for me and my body. You know, um, in terms of that, I, that would just give me more time of my own and just to train and uh, focus on um, sculpting my body and, you know, getting to know people out in the community and do other things besides just basketball. Kind of gives you a, a, a chance to stay in reality, you know, sometimes basketball all the time, you kind of forget there is outside world in my aspect. So I think it's kind of good. I get the feeling, mate, you're going to bring a lot more to this side than just your basketball talent. Yeah. I mean, it's the persona that brings people in. Um, they tell me you're a very easy bloke to get along with. Uh, something like that. No, I don't bite. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, the, that's always the first step. Always the first step. And just um, just for my benefit, how does how does the recruiting process work? Do you, does everyone put their name in a barrel, and how do the people in Australia know that you're ready to come to Australia? Um, so basically, uh, my agent he is a, a great gentleman. He's a great dude. Um, worked very hard, and called me one day and said, um, "Hey, how do you feel about playing in Australia?" And I was like, um, "You know, that's a great opportunity for me." Again, they run down on the team. You know, they're in uh, a little bit of a slump right now. It's a young team. You're young. Um, good way to build your resume and play with guys your age. And, um, you know, and also being able to have a, a chance to be in a beautiful country. So 
Um, I don't think anybody would want to deny that, be able to play the game you love and um, have that going for you. So that was really how, how that happened. And while you're out here, mate, you're obviously going to kick a AFL footy around bit. Oh, you know that's going to happen. Say that one more time. And while you're out here, you're going to kick an AFL footy around a bit and play a bit of Australian yeah, rules footy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had, in college, I had two roommates that were from Australia, but they're from um, uh, they're from the east side. I can't think of the, the name right now. So they're more yeah, into the rugby than in that case, were they? Yeah, their dad. Actually, their father plays rugby. I don't know what team specifically, but um, they kind of. We used to play rugby. They they got us playing rugby. Some of the guys on our, my college team. So yeah, no, definitely. Here's what I'll say: They're not true Australians playing rugby. No, no, no that that's that's garbage sport. That one you're talking about Australian rules football, which is the the most incredible thing. What team should they be barracking for, Craney? I think the West Coast Eagles. Is that right? I would say so, but yes. I reckon there's a lot of Southwest Footy League coaches true. just. Um, Grabbing his number yeah, yes, a minute. good point. Hey, um, so it's tough coming in, I would have thought, middle of the season and just plonking yourself into a team. Um, what's the last week, you know, the last few days, you've had, you've had a couple of training sessions now with the side. What's that been like trying to integrate yourself into the team? Man, uh, to be honest, they're, they're so welcome, man. I, I came in and I kind of made my engine already on the team and, um, and I said they haven't really been too tough. I mean, the guys are super champion. They're like, finally we get some help um, and on the inside. So, I mean, everybody's kind of been um, welcoming in that aspect. So, everybody seems pretty excited. I don't think there's really been a learning curve in that, in that aspect. Well, look, I mean, it is going to be, as I said, very entertaining to seeing you go out on court. Um, I don't think anyone's going to miss you, that's for sure, because uh, they're going to know who you are as soon as you go out there that first game, and they'll look at you and go, yeah, okay, this is going to be a drama for the opposition, and hopefully you provide lots of uh, dramas for the opposition. As I said, Callum under Eastern Suns is the game coming up, but tomorrow night that game is going to be at uh, the Eaton Rec Centre. It's going to be a good game, 8pm tip-off for the men. Cranny, one more question? Oh, no, just going to say, just keep an eye on Fiery Livingston for me. He gets a bit, gets a bit cranky on court, so just keep an eye on him. Yes, sir. I got you. That's my guy. Exactly right. And I love that you go with our nickname Fiery too. Oh, absolutely. That's Whether that's sticking or not, we don't know. Hey, Terrell Carter, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to have to get you in the studio one day just so you can at least uh, try and see if you can duck under the door frames and things like that because, uh, let's be honest, they're <laughs> a bit, anytime, anytime, uh, they're a bit short around here, the door frames. I'll give you the red hot tip right now. Um, thanks for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you out on the court on Saturday night. Yes, sir. The local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. Let's okay. talk about a team that is doing very nicely at the moment. Just, just starting to creep up from under the radar, as you were yeah, trying to say. They are on the build, and mm. we're going to talk to their coach. We're going down to Augusta Margaret River to talk to Matt Jamison. How are you, mate? How are you, mate? Good lads, yourself? Going very nicely. Uh, we just mentioned there, you guys sort of a little under the radar, but uh, very good win last week against Kerry Park. You're three and two. How do you see the season so far? Uh, yeah, I think we've had a pretty reasonable start. We uh, we would have liked to have been four and one, but uh, we'll take three and two. Uh, obviously played a couple of good sides in recent weeks, so uh, without some key personnel, but giving some young fellas a real crack at it, which is good, so... Um, they're starting to develop, and um, yeah, on the weekend we obviously had a, had a good win. Would have been nice to uh, kick a little bit straighter, but um, that's the way it goes. But yeah, you'll take the four points, and we'll uh, look forward to playing Collie. 
Now, mate, before we go too far into this, you had a 200-game player oh. last week. Very rarely we miss one. But who was it and how did he go? Yeah, uh, Mitchie Gerrant. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Cracker of a fella and a legend of the club. So, um, yeah, he beat his brother, Ben, to, uh, to 200. So, uh, yeah, very good effort from Mitch. And, um, yeah, the boys got around him and, uh, and said, yeah, got the win. So that was the most important thing for him. Um, and the club, and yeah, he's uh, yeah, had a great career, albeit that I've only been involved for the last couple of years. But um, yeah, very pleased to see Mitch play his 200th and, uh, and play well. Well, pass on our best wishes to him, mate, if you catch up with him. No worries, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, mate, you, you had a very good season last season, you know, almost got there. What did you address over the summer to say, well, what do we need to do to go one step further? Uh, yeah, good question, Crony. I think um, we just sort of probably had to had to have a look at our list where we probably needed to, um, to add a little bit more more strength. And I think that's probably just around our running capability. Uh, we just probably left that to a few few guys last year. I think we can sort of, uh, you know, not only our running capability, but with our flexibility, play blokes in multiple positions. So um, I think that's really key nowadays. That if you if you can get that, you can play guys to rotate through the wings and half forward and on the ball. So you know, sort of balance the play inside and outside, and that's, that's probably the main thing. And then uh, to get a couple of key tools as well um, has been good. So, yeah, as, as you said earlier, we're building, and um, yeah, hopefully, once the boys gel a little bit more together, we'll uh, certainly be up the top of the ladder, hopefully. And yeah, as with all clubs, you know, you had a bit of a change of personnel. Who were the major ins uh, to join you? Uh, so, I'd probably major ins. Just probably the main thing has been that we've been able to get these boys to um, live, they've moved back to town, or a couple of guys have moved to, to Augusta or to Mark. So it just makes things easier that when you've got um, you know 90 percent of your squad training in town, which I haven't had in my first two years, it's, um, yeah, it yeah makes for the things to, to work a lot easier, and you're not sort of going through a lot on on game day. So, um, but yeah, Harry Taylor, Jackson Lavelle Lee, um, they're probably just a couple of names. Um, that have joined us that, that are living locally and it's good to have Bo Morgan back living locally and yeah that's you know, Johnny Coglin we picked up him from from over east to, who uh, lobbed in town which was good so yeah still a few boys there you're on Out of Bounds at the moment with Daniel Leach here, Alan Crane over there, Matt Jamison from the Augusta Margaret River Football Club is with us at the moment. Jamo, I want to talk about culture inside the club because, you know, it is very important to make sure that, that culture inside a team is, you know, tip-top shape. And that is something that I think Augusta Margaret River have been very good um, since you've gotten there to, to sort of build that culture and keep that culture there. How important is it uh, for you guys to make sure that it's uh, at, at an absolute peak? Yeah, no, that's a good point you raise. Um, we've obviously got guys that do, do travel a fair bit and obviously travel the most within the league. So you've obviously got to have a pretty strong rapport as a coach and um, and probably just as their mate and, and to separate that um, in the right ways, probably the best way to create a good culture. And um, I think being able to do that over my short time, but um, it's up to the players as well. I think um, really starting to get a, a strong buy-in now with just little things off the field and um, you know club events that we have where we need volunteers and the boys have got right around being uh, in control of you know just little things like the canteen and running water and stuff like that that, that goes through all grades so um, yeah I think it's just taking time and um, I think if they see the coach sort of instill those those values and do it a little bit himself um, the rest takes care of itself. 
Hey, mate, now, have they shifted the goalposts closer together this season? Because all clubs seem to be kicking a lot more points and goals. Is there any reason for that? Or how do you go about um, getting sides to make the best of the, most of the opportunities? Yeah, it's something we address post-game. I think um, we're really pleased with the way that we're able to run and spread from the, the contest on the weekend. That's something we've been working on since um, we played HBL. So, And that takes time with you know, a turnover of players that are playing in those sort of positions. So, um, yeah, we, I think I think that was spot on on the weekend. It was probably just a little bit of our mid-forward connection that we probably just didn't finish off a little bit there. The run where we kicked short to someone, you know, on a pretty wide angle and then they're having a shot for goal that doesn't go through. So um, it's probably, yeah, a combination of execution and a combination of boys. Once they miss a couple, I think they then tend to go to another routine that not even there when they don't have a routine to start with. So I think um, I, I just sort of said, look, the best way to, to kick for goal in, in my time was just uh, treat it as a field kick and get a bit of momentum behind you so get back a bit further and uh, kick through it. But um, who knows? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty concerning. I think we've kicked 40... I think I did the stats the other day, 45, 67 to the year. So. It's all right. You're not the only club, mate. No, it seems to be a, a thing that's going through the league at yeah. the minute. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah. And that's, you're right. I, I did have a look at some other clubs uh, around the mark, and, yeah, and their, their, their averages are pretty similar. So, yeah, hopefully it's just an early early start of the season, <laughs> stop start, start of the season as well. That might be the case. Now, as a coaching staff, do you, uh, how far ahead do you look in the season? I know you're going to say one game at a time, but over the next two weeks, they're pretty crucial games for you. You could pretty well uh, establish yourself in that top five. Yeah, well, we we sort of set a mark, I think, at um, the year with just with those couple of buys and um, things like, you know, as I said just earlier, it's not start to the season. If we could be four and one after five, we'd, we'd take that. So we're three and two. We're... Um, you know, and then as you say, we've got a couple of winnable games coming up that um, the boys are really keen to, to do that, to stay in touch with the top three, and um, yeah, and then hopefully we then get to play, you know, the top two side. I think in Eaton after that. So um, yeah, like you say, you probably only look that next week ahead, but you're always keeping your eye on the prize and where other teams are, so you stay in touch. Now you're up to Collie on the weekend, and uh, fair to say they haven't played their best footy. But they're a sort of side, if they, if they turn it on, they can be a very dangerous unit. Yeah, well, I think, Trane, if, uh, if I'm right here, I, I don't know, you might have to look this up. As a stat. I, don't, I don't think I've actually beaten Collie. Uh-huh. Uh, they beat us twice last year and, uh, and finished down the bottom. So, yeah, that was probably uh, one thing that uh, hurt us from finishing the top three. So, yeah, we definitely won't be taking them lightly. Um, yeah, Seth's obviously got a... A fair bit uh, going on there. I think they've obviously got a fair few boys unavailable week to week with, with work and stuff. So, um, yeah, we've always had good tussles against colleagues. So hopefully we can get the chocolates this week. Look, as South Mumbry proved uh, last week, uh, records are there to be broken. So, uh, in that case, uh, you should be okay. I would fi- keep fingers crossed for you at least. Um, it is Augusta Margaret River on the road taking on the Collie Eagles. It's on tomorrow, 2.20 at the Collie Rec Ground. Jamo, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. We wish you the best of luck this weekend and hope uh, we keep in touch throughout the season. Thank you. Sounds good, boys. Look forward to it.
Jason. The latest on sport in the Southwest. Out of bounds. Triple M. Round six action. Dale Alcock home <laughs> Southwest Football League on the way. And it kicks off tomorrow uh, with Augusta Margaret River on the road against the Collie Eagles. We sort of mentioned they will go in as favourites in this one. But oh, if, without if a doubt. Collie do bring their absolute best, then they're going to give them a, a nice old shake, I'd have thought. Yeah, well, what we were saying before, the Collie haven't played their best footy, and they know that. But when they do put it together, they're pretty handy. But Margaret River are on a bit of a roll, and they've got an opportunity to really start cementing a spot in that five. So you wouldn't think they would want to let this one slip. But interesting fact that Matt Jamison's yeah. never coached a winning one against Speaking myself, he probably sent a shiver down some of the supporters at Augusta Margaret River <laughs> thinking, why are you thinking of that stat? You shouldn't be thinking of that at all, surely. Um, the other game on uh, tomorrow, Twilight, Kerry Park versus Bunbury at Kelly Park. Fifth versus sixth. Uh, we've spoken so much about Bunbury and how they shouldn't be at, at two and three. They're a much better side than that. They've got to prove it now against Kerry Park. Without a doubt. And look, Kerry Park have got an excellent opportunity to create a bit of a, a gap in there. Yeah. But I just got the feeling last week watching Bunbury that they, they want to step it up a notch. Yeah. All of a sudden... You know, you look at the top side, like uh, the HBL side are on 20 points, and yep. it's starting to get a, a fair sort of gap between yeah. them and the um, the rest of them. So a lot on the line, but I think I might go Bunbury in that one. Yeah, I would have that thought was... that they will get the win. Bunbury did step it up, obviously, against the Eaton Boomers. They matched them for most of the day, but just fell away towards the end. And then last week, a very, very good performance against Bustleton. Speaking of Bustleton, they will be taking on South Bunbury. 2.30 start at Bovell Park. There's a lot on the line in this game. <laughs> and what did you I gotta let what did you say about this game after coming from the glory? You said on the results from last week, it could be one on a penalty shootout. <laughs> I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did that in jest. That's a bit harsh, Daniel. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. No, on. look. I'll, be honest. I'll, I'll throw you in at some point. <laughs> then in the <laughs> No, that's fine. Now both sides they had they had Barry Crockers last week, didn't yeah, they? They, they did, had yes. Chockers. So uh, I would think both sides should be counting down the hours until they can run out and. Uh, make amends from last weekend. So I mentioned this during the week, and obviously there might be internal ructions going on inside the club, but there's 33 players that South Bunbury have used in five rounds of football. And that is, that, that's not something that happens a lot inside clubs. You can have turnover due to injuries, a lot of youngsters being used in the side. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of players being used to start with inside the South Bunbury Football Club. The record that uh, David Obel had was relatively strong. I think he had a 13-11 and 11 record. So the side hasn't been playing horribly. It's just they've had a couple of mares so far in season 2019, which is... Hard to comprehend, I suppose. Well, they're one game out the five, and they probably could have won that game against Curry Park. Yeah. But, um, oh, look, they just got to work out the directions. The biggest thing for the South Bunbury Football Club is to get uh, a team out on the park. And when you turn over that many people, it's very hard to create a stable sort of environment yeah. so you can get a stable sort of game plan happening. All right, VC Mitchell Park, I really want to get to this one. Donnybrook HBL. It's first versus third. This is going to be good. Oh, this will be a beauty. And, and Donnybrook, another one. They started they've, the season. They've crept a little under the radar until yeah. that game against South Bunbury. And they, yeah, they started the season slowly, yeah. didn't they? Just getting a bit of a game happening. And they're slowly building their mm. good players. Lowry's starting to perform very, very well oh, up yeah. forward. But, gee, HBL haven't put a foot wrong, have they? They have been no. in outstanding form. Uh, the players are all up and about. And when you look at their lineup, it, it's hard to see a weak link. And that's what you do as a coach of another side. You try and 
find the weakest link so you yep. can exploit that. Well, they haven't got too many of them at the mm. minute, and John Bajet has done a terrific job out there. Exceptional job. And then the other game, Eaton Boomers versus the Harvey Bulls at Glen Hewen Reserve. This could be a long afternoon for the Harvey Bulls. Badly, um, yes. But look, just on that, Harvey Bulls, we were out down there yep. last and they know exactly where they're at as a football yeah, you club. This before, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, you know, they'll go out there and give it their best shot. They mightn't have the class that Eaton's got there, yep. but they they know what they're building at. Mm. I like it. Um, it's great action this weekend. Dale Alcock Home Southwest Football League Round 6. We don't have a broadcast game this weekend. Our next broadcast, I know you've got the weekend off. <laughs> to an extent. I mean, I know you're still going to go to the football, and that's fine. I'll be around the place somewhere, I think, I'm Dan. well aware you will. Our next broadcast game is going to be next Saturday, 1st of June, part of the long weekend. We're going to be at the Eaton Boomers game, taking on Donnybrook. And the amazing thing is, is that uh, the Southwest Football League, they are jumping on with us here at Triple M with Give Me Five for Kids, which is our fundraiser for the Perth Children's Hospital. And every game that you go to, there will be tins being shaken. There will be um, people, you know, asking for donations the whole way through. And the Southwest Football League are going to be dipping into their pocket and helping out with Triple M's Give Me Five for Kids. So that is fantastic news. And we thank them so much for that as well. That is terrific. And a terrific course. So get in behind that. How good's that game going to be to call? Oh, that game's going to be fantastic. It really will. The local word on sport. Out of bounds. Triple M. Because we're about to relive just a very wonderful moment that happened at the Pemberton Sports Club last year. A very special day in September there. I may have hit my puberty point here. Imps haven't won a premiership since 2007. If he puts this through, the they win. Because the siren goes and Austin Styles has won the game for Imperials after the siren. Oh. You are kidding me! It was exciting, what can I say? And the man that kicked that winning goal is with us right now, Austin Stiles from the Imperials Football Club. Hello! How you going, boys? Going wonderful. Oh, we're always. pumped yeah, after we, that, yeah, buddy. Exactly right. uh, we've got to talk about that first, first up because, you know, it was a pretty damn impressive moment. Uh, have you stopped talking about that moment? Uh, yeah, well, I'm truly past that now. Yeah. Um, back into this season. Um, yeah, hope to get a couple wins on the board and... Uh, Play some good footy. Just on that, I said that was a great year for the Imperials Footy yeah. Club. How hard is that as a player to sort of uh, rock and roll into 2019 mentally? Uh, yeah, it was pretty hard to start with. Um, yeah, Spaz pulled us into line and said, forget about that and uh, focus on this year. But um, yeah, we're always in the back of the mind. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And how, how much has the squad changed over the summer months from... Uh, saw the league side last year to the people running out this year. Yeah, hell of a lot this year. Um, it's changed. Oh, oh, we've got an extremely young side this year running out, um, which is good. Uh, a lot of Colts boys that are coming up and having a game and playing good footy. So, um, yeah, a few of the old faces are gone. And, uh, yeah. Are they, are they yeah. lost after those celebrations somewhere, <laughs> are they, mate? <laughs> yeah, I think a few of them have. Oh, no, I just, yeah, you know what it's like year to year. Um, all changes and, yeah. I just love the idea there's a search party still looking for all <laughs> yeah, the, the old the... heads from last year's grand final. <laughs> they just went missing after Mad Monday. Um, last week against Bridgetown, right up in, in that game until three-quarter time, it just fell away. Is that just because of the younger legs? Uh, yeah, I think it was just a bit of inexperience um, in the end. Uh, but credit to Bridgetown, they're, they're an awesome side. And, uh, yeah, they're hard to beat, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, we played good footy for the first three quarters and uh, gave them a run for their money, but then uh, they run away with it at the end. 
One of the real pluses down there, mate, your Colts and reserves are both doing well. That's good to put a bit of pressure on the league, guys. Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, get the boys to train. And anyway, so, uh, everyone's uh, training hard and trying to get a game a leg, which is, which is handy. Now, your next couple of games against Dean Mill and Southerners, who are very much in the same position as what you are, the importance of them in the context of your season is um, paramount, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to be extremely tough games. Um, yeah, like you said, they're in the same boat as us, and everyone uh, wanted to win, so I think they'll be very hard, physical games, and yeah, which uh, I think we're all over that, so it'll be good. Hey, uh, talk to us about a bit about coach uh, Clint Zabasno, obviously uh, doing a good job on the sidelines, still playing as well. Um, the role of player coach is obviously a tough one at, at local level, at local footy level, but he seems to carry it pretty well. Yeah, he hasn't been playing most of the season. He played his first game on the weekend uh, in the league side. And, yeah, I think he just um, he enjoys it and goes on when he needs to and, yeah, gives us a bit down forward and in the middle. So it's good. And and what roles he had you playing? Does he play you everywhere or has he got a specific role for you to do? Um, more, more in the centre and... Uh, half forward type role, um, not much of a backman, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, more of that similar to last year type thing, and majority of the time in the middle, which is uh, which is where I like playing. So yeah, it's good. Now, mate, off footy a little bit. You had your gender bender um, function last yeah. weekend, was it? A couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, uh, a couple of weekends ago now. Yeah. yeah. So who was the best looking gender bender? Oh. oh. <laughs> Who who won the prize for best dressed? Uh, skinny West, Jacob West. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, classic tears. So um, yeah, it was good. It would have been a hard decision to make though. Jill, uh, had Jill Nelson dressed up as a uh, bit of a skimpy, so that was oh, interesting. <laughs> That's a worrying thought, mate. That's a very worrying <laughs> thought. What was your get up for the night? Oh, I was a cheerleader. You're a cheerleader. Yeah. Did you bring any of the moves of a cheerleader, though? Oh, I don't know. I can't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that much of an enjoyable night. It must have been a good function. Yeah. I was going to say, it must have just been an enjoyable function. That's the important thing. So Dean Mill this weekend, of course, there's a great rivalry uh, between a couple of the clubs in the in the competition, but Dean Mill and Imperial seem to have uh, a bit of uh, a nice love-hate relationship between the two of them. Uh, Dean Mill going pretty well as well. How do you combat uh, the uh, Dean Mill side this weekend? Uh, yeah, got a bit of a love-hate relationship, but... Um... This weekend, I think it, uh, it'll all stem from the middle. Uh, whoever's on top in the middle, I think, uh, yeah, we'll be on top at the end of the game. But, um, yeah, they've got a lot of quality players and we'll just have to keep an eye out, yeah. So is the plan there, mate, to um, keep it very level in the dying seconds, just oh, you go forward and kick like... a goal to get rid of it? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think that <laughs> Yeah. That would give them heart palpitations like you've never seen. You could just imagine 20 seconds ago, D-Mill up by four points, and then all of a sudden the balls went out of the middle, and you could just think every D-Mill fan just going, no, not again! Don't you bloody dare! For their sake, I hope that doesn't happen. For your sake, I hope you're about 10 goals up and you don't have to worry about that. But we'll see how it all pans out. Um, this weekend, great game happening. It's a twilight game too, 4.20 start uh, on Saturday afternoon at D-Mill. It is D-Mill versus Imperial.
Reels. Go have a check out of that game. It's going to be an absolute ripper. Austin, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon here on Out of Bounds. Best of luck for the rest of the season and hope we're chatting near the finals. All right. Cheers, boys. Have a good day. Out of Bounds. Triple M. Yeah, Austin Styles. Pretty good lad. Let's good young lad, isn't he? Very good Terrific footballer. Very good footballer. And uh, sadly might have put a few nightmares into the man we're about to talk to right now. Is he no- still there? Oh, I think he is. <laughs> I, think, I think he's still at the Pemberton Football Club crying. No, that's a lie. <laughs> Nigel Reeve, legend of Dean Mill. Hello. How we going, boys? Going wonderfully, going wonderfully. Uh, do you remember much about that uh, last minute of last year's grand final? We just played a little bit of it just before. I think uh, with the amount of silence that I showed or you would have heard, uh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, poor bugger. <laughs> uh, yep. Terrific footballer, Stolze, and uh, yeah, no, a great player, great kid. So, yeah, no, if he didn't take that mark, might have been different, but no, yes. he's all right. Yeah, so how old is uh, young Stiles? Uh He'd be about 22, I think. Mm. Oh, so yeah. he's still only a yeah, young so lad. He, yeah. yeah, no, he's been playing league footy probably since 15 or 16, so... Yeah, he's uh, he would have notched up a hundred hundred games, I would think, or would be very close yeah, to that. That's true. Has um, he always yeah, played no. at Imps? Yes, he has. Yeah, yep. and his dad, wife member at Imps, Brad, and he was a great player as well. So, yep. Craney's just fans. interested that he uh, hasn't uh, seen one of the Southwest Footy League clubs just uh, put a little nibble out there for him, and uh, he's taken it. So that's uh, I think he's just I, happy being in in the management area. I, I think it's been out there, boys, but uh, he hasn't taken up the offer as yet. But he's got plenty of time to that's go. It. But I'm sure. I have heard there are there are a few clubs looking at him and a few others, and um, yeah, he just hasn't gone there yet. No, nah, I reckon uh, the world's his oyster, and he can choose where he wants to go, to be Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. So let's get into this weekend's fixtures. Round seven. Actually, before I go there, can we just talk up Boy Up Brook for two reasons? One, friend of the show, Ben Thompson, uh, who we had on last week. Uh, man of the match in that game, won the football in the belt up round, so congratulations to him. But, geez, they put up a decent fight against Tigers, didn't they? Oh, they just did everything they led for the whole game, except when it matters. And and by all accounts, it was the last the last kick of the game, and uh, Tigers put their nose in front. But no, young Tomo, he's a great player, so well done to him. They built up round, which is a great uh, thing by the West Australian Country Footy League to promote, you know, safe driving and all the rest of it. So well done to Ben Thompson. But yeah, bad luck to Boyd Brook as a team and a club, but they did everything bar win the game. Isn't that good though to see a club that? You know, they weren't very good against Kozenup, but they've bounced back strongly. Yeah. That's a good sign. Oh, it just signs, signs of character and the people they've got involved in the club. I think Crony and well done to them. They, yeah, as you said, you know, they only kicked one goal the week before, but to come back against a team that's been in pretty good form um, up to this stage of the season to uh, to do everything but win the game, kudos to Blight Brook. And, and well done to Tigers too for showing a bit of ticker to get over the line and, and be in front when it matters. All right, let's go through the games. Let's start with tomorrow afternoon, 2.20 at Southerners. Southerners taking on Cojan up. Oh, look, Southerners had the week off and, and, and Cojan up weren't too bad last week mm. against Steve Mill and um, they had passages of play where, where they should have put more score on the ball, but they didn't, and Dean will capitalise on that. But Southerners, I think, will be too strong for the Cojan up this week. The best thing about that is Cojan up can't be taken lightly anymore, no. can they? Because you know you're going to get a, a fair dinkum contest from Goose's men. But uh, I agree with you, Southerners this week. I love that you've just dropped in Goose in there. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, Dean Mill, Imperials. 4.20 start this game at Dean Mill. Uh, we just spoke with Austin Styles before. Uh, these two sides, obviously, with a nice old love-hate relationship. This will be uh, fun to watch, I'd say. Oh, this is a big game for both clubs too. I mean, four spots on the line and even even higher on the ladder as the, the year goes on. So it's a big game and 
played in two halves this time of year. One half will be in sort of daylight and, and the, the second half will be under light. So should be a great game. Some really good young players from both clubs. So uh, I'll be picking D-Mill, of oh, course, and you probably could pencil that in for 14 games this year. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, D-Mill at home, they, they showed a fair bit uh, last week and they've got a couple of young kids from East Perth that might be coming back again this week, okay. which uh, makes a huge difference, especially their goal-kicking power in Jackson and Blake East. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And you're right about these four points because this season drifts away very yeah. quickly and... If Dean Mill can get on top of this, it gives them a couple of game break. So I'm going to go for Dean Mill as well. Okay, good. Yeah, it's weird. What to about think, you, Dan? No, uh, I'm going to go for Dean Mill, but it's going to be a really tight game, this one. Um, I, I'm like you. I'm sort of just coming to terms with the fact that after this weekend, most of the sides have played six games. It's like, just that has come around really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon, Bridgetown Tigers, the match of the round. Obviously, Tigers getting that scare last week, but geez, Bridgetown, they have looked imperious all season so far. Yeah, and by all accounts, Imperials uh, really took it up to Bridgetown for three quarters last week, and, and the win would suggest that Bridgetown won comfortably, but uh, by all accounts, Imperials acquitted themselves really, really yeah. well, and uh, it was only the last quarter that the margin blew out. So, And Tigers have been in great form under Paul Starkey this year, so it be a great test for Tigers and also for Bridgetown, but on current form, I'd pick Bridgetown for this one. Yeah, agreed with that. They are a form side of that competition down there, aren't they? I'm sure Tigers will throw everything at it with Spud in charge, but yes. I think Bridgetown, boys. Yes, I think we're all across the board on that one. But some great action going on this weekend. Round 7, Lower Southwest Football League. Tomorrow, 2.20 for Southerners coaching up tomorrow. 4.20 for Demel Imperials. And then Sunday, 2.15 for Bridgetown and Tigers in the league. And, of course, the reserves and the Colts happening before that as well. Nigel Reeve, an absolute delight as always. And we look forward to catching up with you again next week. No, I look forward to it, boys. The latest on sport in the Southwest. Out of Bounds. Triple M.